All right, well, please, everybody, young and old, turn back to Psalm 25 or just look up at the screen because the amazing uh, media team seem to be able to put all these things together for us. Um, I get a bit fed up by hearing like Christian leaders telling us we should have hope and stuff, uh, but they stop at just saying hope, be filled with hope or be encouraged. What I rather is show me why or how to have hope rather than just tell me have hope. Show me an object of faith or hope or encouragement. And why I love the scriptures is they're so Jesus centered. You can come away filled with hope and it's not a placebo because someone's told you to have hope is actually when you exegete the passage of the word of God and reveal Jesus. People get filled with hope. So let's go back to Psalm 25, part B. David is like convicted of his own sin, as we saw last time. And here's verse 6. Remember, O Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from old. As ever, the ancient church just relies on the mercy and kindness of the living God. It's from old. If you want homework, um, you know the New Testament talks about Abraham and said he was like um, justified and things like that, made righteous. Check him out in Genesis chapter 15. He's this godless pagan who meets the living God and then he's brought into the life of the church. And then check him out in Genesis 22 where his faith is then justified. So he's declared righteous because of the kindness of God in Genesis 15 and then he starts proving that he's now in the life of the church and even his good works get pronounced as righteous it, you know the grace of God is not a placebo it literally transforms us and it's from old no one has ever come to the father without the kindness and grace which is found in the Lord Jesus Christ that's the grace from old it's Jesus and David tastes it Abraham tastes it and it's not all doom and gloom in lockdown UK. We can get to know the living God. And we've really been asking as children and older people, what is the Christian life in lockdown? In moments of anxiety, when tempted to sin. What is the Christian life? We learned about that, that, that last week. Um, but verse 9, Psalm 25 he guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. I'll tell you something that should humble us uh, this week and drive us to worship. Um, if we do struggle with being proud or being our own God, not being a humble um, child of our parents in lockdown, not being a humble husband or wife or church member, not being humble enough to look out for other people because we're using our time to serve ourselves too much. I tell you what helps us. It's not just me going, be humble. Um, check this out. It's a vision of the Lord in verse 10. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful for those who keep the demands of his covenant here it again here it is again all the ways of the lord 
are loving and faithful for those who keep the demands of the covenant. Do you ever give someone half of your attention? Let's say they're buzzing around your house now. They're calling out your name. Danny, Danny, Danny. The dog's wet mummy's sofa again. And I'm like, oh, you can have half my attention because I've been tracing my family tree in the one hour a day I have um, spare. And so I'm like, not nah, family tree or dog wet the sofa again. Half attention going to my children. Yeah, we do that, don't we? Half the attention when someone needs us. What this one says, though, in verse 10, it's not that the Lord God is giving us a tiny bit of his time or a tiny bit of his love or a tiny bit of his attention. He's actually humble enough not to put give all of his time to himself. He condescends to the level of his bride church and he's like you could have it all just have all of my love time affection here it is my full attention towards humble sinners now that is, that when you consider who the lord is and what he's capable of and what he's done that now in lockdown we don't just have him half interested in us that he is with us and he does care and he knows the hairs on our head and that causes humility wow lord help me to just have a vision of you to put my life the way it should be if you know that the lord is merciful to us to even the point even though we're sinners to the point where he gives himself to us we're starting to know the living god and what he's like but this one, oh, there's a fly. Oh, it's landed on the camera. Um, this one says he's humble. Uh, he gives himself to those who keep the demands of the covenant. Right. What does that mean? And why is that important for us all? Well, verse 11 basically explains it. For the sake of your name, O Lord, forgive my iniquity, though it is great. Basically, keeping the demands of the covenant children and older people is this. Um, forgive our iniquities. Keep us close to Jesus. Remember that we're frail and weak. We're just dust passing through this life. We realize that we're clinging to Jesus for life, for everlasting life. I love praying with uh, our boys and Rita and a lot of it is for you in church life um, for gospel for Asia this week and a lot of it is just confessing what we've done that day which has fallen short of the glory of God those are the signs that church is clinging to the old covenants that we aren't great Jesus is and verses 12 to 15 just explain that further who then is the man that fears the Lord he will instruct him in the way chosen for him. He will spend his days in prosperity and his descendants will inherit the land. Uh, the Bible, our crew know a lot about the land now. The Lord confides in those who fear him. He makes his covenant known to them. Ah, he makes his covenant known to those who confide in him. 
My eyes are ever on the Lord, for only he will release my feet from the snare. In church, together, we learn how to keep Jesus on the top spot, to keep our eyes on him, not on ourselves, on him. And be thankful this week if you've got church friends and family who text you and wonder how you're doing or correct us sometimes or lead us in the ways of righteousness. What's the point of church fellowship and friendships is to meet our needs, body, mind and soul, and to reach the wider news, uh, to reach the wider world with the news of what? Keep your eyes on the living God. Keep Jesus on the top spot this week. Don't relegate him in your thoughts, mind, affections and trust to something lower. If we fear him with the awe and even partly frightened because of who and what he's capable of, if we fear him, he'll instruct us, he'll teach us the way of everlasting life and that all of this will end up okay in the end. Here's Philippians 3 verse 12. This is Paul saying the same thing, really. Not that I have already obtained everything or have already arrived at my goal. But I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. We're just pressing on. It's all about Jesus this week. Press on with him in our minds and he'll teach us about his father's will in all of life's situations. There's that verse in there in Corinthians. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men the terror, the awe. I think the West Wing season one on one and two and three is some of the best TV ever written. If you can get past the American cheesiness, there's such clever storylines and it doesn't descend to like sex and stuff, which is a key that writers have lost their way and just need viewers. So they just jump the shark or whatever it's called. Jump the ship, something shark. The West Wing season one and two. And three is clever writing. And I never forget in one of the, uh, I don't know, some possibly season one, the president rings just regular members of the community just to see how they're doing. Um, when they pick up the phone and he goes, hello, this is President Bartlett. Well, he doesn't have an English accent. Uh, but the awe from the people of who they are and then realizing who they are on the phone with that he knows my name. That sort of fear and wonder that I am in the company of someone greater than myself. That's what David is getting at here. That's the heartbeat of the life of the church. Jesus has got that type of purity that I dare not run away from him. I'm just going to keep running towards him. That's what David is doing as he's seen the ascended Lord in Psalm 25. This week, he's going to keep his eyes on him and run closer and closer. And that stuff about the land. Verse 13 again. The person who trusts the Lord and fears him will spend his days in prosperity and his descendants will inherit the land. Don't skip over promises about the land. Like preachers saying, have hope, have encouragement. Full stop. All right. How about this instead, that we will inherit the land? Let me just say a few things about the land, the promised land that 
Jesus leads his church to. Here's Hebrews 11. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land, like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs of him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to a city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. All these people, this is verse 13, I skipped a couple, all these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. So, ancient church led to Canaan, the promised land now known as Israel, and they like lived there for a bit, but the really faithful ones just sort of lived in tents because they knew all of that inheritance that they had were led into was a picture of the heavenly inheritance that they are going to get. Put it in Jesus' words, the meek will inherit the earth. So, those who fear the Lord, trust him in tough times in COVID. Why is the hope and encouragement taught to us in Psalm 25? It's that we are going to get the entire world just given to us as church. And there won't be COVID-19, there won't be sin, which is why we're trying to combat it now to show what the world is like. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be like the Father's will is going in full flow. Jesus is there reigning. Children play with each other in Isaiah. There are no flies flying around trying to get up my nose. Well, there might be. Um, animals lie down with each other. Don't overlook land promises this week. Jesus is restoring the creation and let COVID-19 remind you of that. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. How do we get meek? Look to Jesus. Check out Psalm 37, 11, 22, 29, 34. That's your homework. <clears throat> the Bible hour of moving full speed ahead to Joshua. The last chapters of Joshua 14 to 21... We're not going to overlook those where it's just listing church members and the bits of land that they were given in the Old Testament. Why don't we skip over that? Because every church member has a bit of the perfect land to come. In heaven, they're waiting for it. They're waiting in heaven now for the new heavens and the new earth to be made back together and just given to the children of Jesus. We're also reading Numbers um, numbers, there's tons of just listing church members and how many they were and in what parts of geographical land they were in. It's all a picture that Jesus cares about restoring the world and giving it to his bride, the church. Check out Joshua 18 later and then imagine yourself as an ancient church member as your tribe, family and clan are called up and you get allocated like 
a little hill over there to the left of Gad and those sheep are yours there and the little lake there that's yours as well. John 14 we read last time Jesus has promised an inheritance to us. Church member as you're at home this week you're not an anonymous name to the living God. You're just not. Children who trust him they're like kings and queens reigning with Jesus. Micah 4 verse 4 everyone will sit under their own vine and under their own fig tree and no one will make them afraid and that's what he's doing verse 14 and 15 of psalm 25 the lord confides in those who fear him he makes his covenant known to them my eyes are ever on the lord for only he will release my feet from the snare in his loneliness david wants the company of christ above everything else because of who he is and what he's doing Verse 16 and 17, turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. The troubles of my heart have multiplied. Free me from my anguish. And let's end by reading 18, 19, 20 and 21. Look upon my affliction and my distress and take away all my sins. See how my enemies have increased and how fiercely they hate me. Guard my life and rescue me. Let me not be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. May integrity and uprightness protect me, because my hope is in you. Redeem Israel, O God, from all their troubles. Friends, if you fear the Lord, you will need fear nothing else. Circumstance, people, judgment, decay, death. Don't need to fear it. And so we end by praying together, Lord, take hold of my heart, my vision, my thoughts, my actions today. Be our number one as a church. Confide in us the oracles of your plan as we head towards the new world to come. And may decay that we see around us encourage us about the world which is coming in Jesus where those things don't exist. And let's get telling people about this world and offer them tangible hope this week in the name of the Father, the Son and the Spirit. Amen. Let's close. Let's say this together, young and old. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen.